The following presentation by Taylor Fragon Capital Management LLC is intended for general information purposes only. No portion of the presentation serves as the receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from Taylor Fragon or any other investment professional of your choosing. Please see additional important disclosure at the end of this presentation. A copy of Taylor Fragon's current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request or at www.taylorfragon.com. It is time again for the Long Only Podcast. I'm Doug. Jerry. Jerry, how are you doing today? Well, Doug, how are you? All things considered. I'm going to lie. Sam, doing great. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jerry, we're, as you well know, we're playing with the format a little bit, we're trying to get video up and running process much like grieving um, it is. and i want to point this out jerry can't take this down because i'm trying to get that out of there but it's like we nailed it somehow and i gotta do some quasi engineering jerry is very insecure about his background i don't like my background i dislike that background all right that's okay here okay. we are it's, it has a light in it right there well as we do this, we wanted to make some very, we're talking to a variety of people attempting to, well, attempting to at least. And we wanted to cover some of the investment basics because we cover a lot of stuff that's, I would say, you know, in the weeds about investing, but we also want to be able to talk to the person technical. Yes. We also want to talk to the person who is just starting out. We want to be able to have something for, for everyone, which might, you know, some marketing people say that the riches are in the niches, but for right now, we want, to, we want to pursue multiple tracks. So we want to start the very, very basic. Someone who's a neophyte to invest in, brand new. And the question we just want to answer is, for the first five minutes or so of our show, what is a stock? Jerry, what's a stock? A stock is ownership in a company. What does that mean? That's, it's actually kind of a little, it is a little bit more technical. So you don't actually, interestingly, you don't necessarily own the assets of the company. What you own is a right, the earnings of the company. Or, yes, that's the, that's a, a simple way to explain it. But I think saying what is a stock is a little bit misleading. Because you have publicly traded stocks, which are stocks that are actually listed on, on like the New York Stock Exchange or on what's called NASDAQ, which is the National Association of Security Dealers Automated Quotation, quotation System. But I think it's better to, before you jump right into what is a stock, I think we have to take a step back and talk about just what is a company and how does a company function and what, how does the ownership of a company function. And we're not, and since we're talking about what is a stock, that's all we're going to talk about because we we could also get into what is a bond, but we're going to put that aside for another one. Sure, and we do want to keep this part short because we're going to talk about something else. Keep it simple. Um, So, a company has somebody owns a company. Like let's say it's the corner, you know, general market, and uh, you know, a mother and father own it, husband and wife own it. They own a hundred percent of it. What they actually own is the the earnings of that company or the or the revenue stream ultimately earnings of that company and they literally have shares of stock if it's if it's structured properly there's shares that are issued 
they happen to own 100% of the shares. So let's sit and, and, and have, have control over it in that respect. So let's say that company then grows to buy another or open another you know, grocery store, then another grocery store, and then another grocery store. You know, they're, they're growing in size. They still own 100% of the company. All, all the shares of stock that are issued are, there, are theirs. And we're going to assume, we're not going to get into the details of corporate structure and all that kind of stuff. And is it a corporation or is it a limited liability corporation? Let's just say it's, it's incorporated like any, any company that would trade publicly or any company that's you know, running their business on the street. It's, just, it's a corporation. They set it up as a corporation and they own 100% of the stock, 100% of the, of the company shares. What a, a stock, it, well, and let, let's go to keep going down that road. They keep opening more grocery stores. They finally decide, and they've been financing that. How, how do they do that? Well, they've been financing it thus far from the earnings that they got off of the first store. They used, they saved up and bought an, 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 a location or, or leased a location to start another store and buy inventory and all that and so on and so on and so on and so on. Generally speaking, when a company becomes pub- or goes public, still, still is owned 100% by the husband, wife, mother, father, whatever. Now they are looking for to expand dramatically, and they want to raise more capital in order to do that. And so they're willing to go to the public and say, we'd like you to invest in our company, and we're willing to sell <laughs> shares to you. So that we can raise the capital, so the company the company sells shares to the public to raise capital in order to expand. And you and I, as public participants in the public arena, decide that we're going to put we're going to go ahead and buy shares of that, and we're going to put money in, and it goes directly into the company's coffers. And now, and let's say they sold half of the company, and they they raised enough they raised money to the extent that let's keep it very simple let's say it's the company's worth a million dollars on the what what they think the the company is worth is a million dollars and and we agree that we think it's worth a million dollars so we give them $500,000 in cash they issue shares to us they now own half the company we own half the company it's trying to be as simple as possible and because it's a public company now it is listing meaning it's allowing itself to be bought and sold, the shares of the company be bought and sold on a public exchange like the New York Stock Exchange. And I'm being grossly simplified because I'm saying there's just two other shareholders. In, rea- in reality, if it went public, there might be thousands of, of shareholders that are putting, putting money into the company to get shares in exchange. And those shares are listed, and they trade on a daily basis, a second-by-second basis, and that's a means by which... Uh, if you wanted to buy more shares, you could buy more shares. You'd have to buy it from somebody else that's that's willing to sell on the exchange. The exchange is just a, a mechanism to be able to transfer ownership of those shares. So, and, and it's very and that and that's when it kind of commonly be call, it becomes a stock. What is a stock? But at the end of the day, what is stock? Is stock is shares in a company. It's ownership of a company, stream of income from a company. Now that company may own. The, the stores that the actual building, the real estate, the dirt that's under the, the building, or or they may lease, whatever. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is, we get even more complicated with that, but the bottom line is, is when you own stock in a company, you're owning a piece of the company. 
And kind of the beauty of publicly traded stocks is that they are that. You, you, you have the ability to buy more or sell your existing shares to other public participants that may want to participate in the company by buying it. What the price is that you're going to get is the $64 question. We don't know. Depends on what, you know, there has to be a willing buyer and a willing seller at a particular price. And then we can start getting a lot more technical. But in its simplest form, when we say, what is a stock? It's almost, it's, it's almost incorrect to say, it, treat it like that, you know, from a, from a vocabulary standpoint. What is a stock? It's not what is a stock. It is what is stock? What is stock as it relates to corporate financing or corporate structure? Stock is equity ownership or actual ownership in that company. And just as a precursor to the next question that comes the next time, which is what is a bond? A bond is the company decides to go out and borrow money instead of sell shares of the company. But you gave it away. And they create an IOU. They say to some, they say to, it may even be in the, it could be the public, that they go to and issue a, a note or an IOU to the public that says, um, we're going to borrow a million dollars from you and we owe you a million dollars plus interest on when, and it's all due in five years. That's just another sort of structure in the capital markets. But we'll, we'll get more details of that. But stock, bond, you ask what is a stock, better to say what is stock, and that's what stock is in the context of our business. All right. Now let's get to a more esoteric question. You wanted to talk about this. Let's see if you can remember why you wanted to talk about it. Jerry, this day, early November, 2023, you're on the cusp of grandfatherhood. Yes. Where twice. Net, two, two X. Two times, yes. What is truth? Spoken just like Pontius Pilate. Yes, exactly. And I'm, I, I can't respond with it. You're looking at him, so <laughs> we won't go there. Yeah, what is true? I, I think Pontius Pilate, sadly, and I have more in common than I care to admit most days. <laughs> I think that's true for all of us. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I think I texted you, hey, our next podcast is about truth. Um, you know, this is in the context of a lot of what's going on out there in the world, whether it be business or cultural or political. You know, I think the world is having a real difficult time with the truth these days. Um, and, and in our business, it seems more and more, and this has been a slow accumulation over the 38 years that I've been doing this, that um, what certainly what people perceive as the truth is not. Um, and, and I think it's it, this kind of t- it really does tie into a lot of the things that we've talked about over how many podcasts have we done now? This is like 76 or 77. 76. I mean, it's not tons, but it's a fair amount. Um, considering we do it weekly, we're not like Gunsmoke or The Simpsons, we haven't been on that long. But. No, no, no. Um, or can you believe how long uh, that. that what, it, what is that show that's the first reality show? Oh, Survivor. Survivor. It's like 45 years or something. It's crazy. Anyway, we digress. It's 45 seasons, not really 45 years, because they do more than one season. Here. Okay, fair enough. I think it, it, it's a real problem because 
you know, at the end of the day, we just got through talking about what is stock. And actually, in the, in, in, at the end of the day, it's pretty simple, right? I mean, it's not that complicated. But what we've done as an industry is instead of telling the truth about what our industry really is and should be, which I, I propose that the industry should exist. And when I say the industry, I'm talking about broadly finance. What is finance for? Finance should be a mechanism or a means by which business is supported or enabled. What we've done in, in the financial services industry and in finance in general is we've made finance the story. We've made finance into such a significant component of the overall economy you know, that, that it's considered one of the biggest industries in, in, the, in the world. And that, doesn't, that, that is not what it should be. That's not the truth of what finance should be. Finance, finance is the grease, not the wheel. Exactly. And it's become the wheel. And I think that is, is taking away from, significantly taking away from what is necessary in order to create good, solid economic growth. It's, it's now thought of, and I don't, I don't want to emphasize that this has come over a period of long, a long period of time. It, it, the, the, the path to where we are now began you know, before I came into this business. And, you know, I, I suppose some would argue that we've never had a pure financial services or financial industry. There's always been, you know, folks are someone in the, in the game, someone in the, in the process is always trying to game the system and, you know, make it more about finance than about what finance should do, which is provide capital to business. And that might, and that, by the way, that's also that also could be providing capital to government. That also could be providing capital to municipalities. Um, but at the end, but that is that is it. It needs to be simplified, and the and we've lost that truth. It should be a simple process. It should be it should be something that is easily understood by everyone. Um, and and I think, yeah, th- this is something that we should expand upon more as, as, as time goes on, because I think it's so crucially important to, to, how, you know, to how we look at investing, how we look at, at finance in general, but, but also investing, how people should look at investing. Here's, and here's another place where the truth hasn't been told. People have been, been sold a bill of goods that there's a magical elixir out there, or there's a magical mix of mathematics that will, is the panacea to you being successful in finance. Finance does not function without risk taking. There has to be an element of risk in 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 order for certainly in order for our beloved free enterprise system to work. And I speak to it as beloved, and I speak to it as free enterprise because free enterprise is correct. Free markets is not. We actually have talked about that before. It's free come mark- up. Pardon me. It's come up. It's come up. Markets are me- another mechanism kind of should sit in the background like finance in general. The real important thing is, is uh, enterprises being able to be free to be founded, created, and to thrive. And, and so, that, that, you know, so it, 
what is truth? There's a whole lot of things we could talk about what is truth. As it relates to what we deal with on a daily basis, which is the financial world, the, the truth is that's what should be happening. That's what, that's what allows for the system to function properly. And I think a lot of the, the difficulties that we are having um, with, with, with respect to the economy is people just don't, either they don't believe in that truth or they don't accept that truth or they're truly trying to game that. Um, I think it's more, more than any of it is people don't understand the truth on that. It, it just doesn't equate because finance has been made to be so complicated. And we just talked about stock. Now, I don't think, you know, I can be certainly as verbose as they come and I can, I can tend to talk in street jargon as they say, but I think the explanation that we just gave about what is stock and again, creating what is stock, not a stock, what is stock? It's relatively simple. And what is a bond will be relative. I love the IOU. I mean, most, most anybody understands what an IOU is. It's all what a bond is. It's an IOU. Um, it shouldn't be any more complicated than that. And I think we probably, we, we will go, we go in waves. You know, there's periods of time maybe where it's better and the truth is understood. And then there's periods of time where the truth is not as evident to people. I think we're going through one of those periods right now and have been for a while. And, and it's interesting, just like in, you know, just like the question Pontius Pilate, Pontius Pilate, Pontius, say that five times, Pontius Pilate asked. I say Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate, Pilates, um, asked. The hymn was complex to the guy who answered it wasn't complex at all. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Um, we need to get, we, we need to get to that, back to that point. We need to get back centered on that. Um, and I think we'll be a lot better off and we'll, and, and I think, it, yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, from an investment standpoint, the more you focus on companies that think like that, you'll do well. Companies that think one, how, how do we extrapolate that into what we do? A company thinking quarter, quarter to quarter. That's not the truth. <laughs> Companies that think in terms of what are we trying to accomplish over this next five to 10 years? How does our product or service play into what's the, what, what will allow others to benefit and therefore allow us to benefit from that? True free enterprise is, seeking, is outwardly seeking. It's not what can I gain for myself. It's, it's I'll do just fine by myself if I'm serving other people in a way that's benefiting them. And interesting parallel, by the way, that's how you started this whole discussion and the way you asked that question. Mm-hmm. Because if, the, if, that's, if, if we go back to those kinds of principles, it, it works. If, if we find and, and we look to find companies and, and businesses that have those principles in mind and they tend to do well. Not always. And you have to be willing to take the risk. That some won't work, but that's why we own a, a bunch of different companies. So, hey, if one turns out they didn't work, we're not ruined. Um, and as long as you stick to that discipline over time, it works. What do you think? What do I think? I, I think it works. I, I agree. Well, it's good to talk to somebody that agrees. Yes. I'm sure there will be some that don't, but I don't care. Well, what do you think is 
when you talk about what is what is truth, it sounds to me like you're saying one of the biggest, if we can put it into a specific issue, one of the biggest problems is uh, thinking that there won't be some there won't be some bill to pay down the road uh, with these with this complex financial engineering. I mean, you miss you mentioned the mathematical elixir. One I of the things that one of the things that's distorting truth is is in a way math itself or the manipulation of it. I should probably better put. That's that's probably that's well put. Uh, I think we're living through a period of time of consequences for veering from the truth. Yeah, and I'll refer to. I've brought this up so many times, but it, it actually, it, the more more and more time goes by, the more vindicated, A, that I feel, and B, the more I think it just needs to continue to be told, is the March 2020 prognostication about we're making a huge mistake and there was a time for a pushback. Go to our blog and read time for a pushback, 20, March 2020. That was the beginning of one of the biggest untruths that we've seen in world history. And it's... And, the follow-on to try and whether it was a recognition that it was an untruth and we're trying to fix that recognition and get us back on track or whether it was part of the untruth. The, uh, the, the, the magic elixir was so disastrous. That's why we're living through what we're living through. Well, now people are literally trying to take it, get us to take the magic elixir still. (laughs) Still. Yes. Yes. And so it's been a very literal sense. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, that's not just aggravating. It's, 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 um, I mean, it was insane what, what was done. Um, and I go back, I, I, I maybe at some point we'll even read some more excerpts from that particular piece. I mean, it, we're, we, I think maybe we should just leave it at this for now because we can expound on it again in another podcast. But we are living through the results of very, very, very bad lying. And the interesting thing is, is that we, in our blessed position, either both in this country and just where we are from a business standpoint and from a position and life standpoint, we'll be just fine. Our clients will be fine. What's sad is there's people in the world that are dying because of these, these lies. Um, so unfortunate. And, and look, as, as, as reasonable and you know, faith-filled people of citizens of the planet, that should concern and bother everybody. Um, and, and unfortunately, I don't know, I don't know that it does enough, especially it, it, in, amongst those that are pulling the levers of policy. But nonetheless, again, re- invoking my father-in-law, Dick Taylor's comments of we get by in spite. We absolutely do. At the margins, we're... We suffer, okay, but for us, that suffering is nothing. Um, it makes it all the more important to find those kinds of managers of businesses and owners of businesses and, uh, you know, management in our case. Or they're, they're certainly partial owners mostly and own all of it because we own part of it. But, you know, that are, that are tied into the same basic thought process that we are. They don't have to believe exactly what we believe. Um, we're not asking for that, but... From the standpoint of those, that basic truth of what are we here for? We're, we're, here to, we're here to sell a product or a service that is so beneficial to others that they're willing to pay us and we can do really well for ourselves because of that. 
you find people that understand that and know how to execute that and you will be successful over time. All right. So we'll end it there. And in the meantime, you can find us taylorforgotten.com, taylorforgotten.invest on Instagram. Also go to iTunes, rate us there. Hopefully soon we'll be accessing this on YouTube as well. In the meantime, I am Doug. Gary. We'll see you next week on the Long Only Podcast. <laughs>